This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. We want to thank our new sponsor, Kosas, for supporting Made For This. Go to kosas.com slash made for this for 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more plus free shipping. Hey guys, you're in for a really special treat today because Jenny recently taught at her home church and they were kind enough to allow us to share this with you. And the whole evening was about prayer and the very basics of like, what does it mean to pray? And maybe where we've gotten prayer wrong and it just freed me up so much that night listening and I just knew you guys would love it too. So sit back, get a notebook, maybe a pen to jot some notes down. And I hope that you really enjoy this episode with Jenny talking about prayer. Well, so we're talking about prayer tonight. Yeah. And I know that you are a woman who prays. You're a mm-hmm. praying woman. So I would just love to know, talk us through how, what does your journey with prayer look like over the years? Like what, <laughs> is, what have been the shaping forces in your life? Who and what has has cultivated your prayer life. So how many of y'all keep a journal? A lot of you, good. Then you probably are praying in that journal. And I, I did that a lot of my life. I, I currently don't do that any longer. They are called books in my life now. They're my journals that are published for a lot of people to read. And for years I kept journals. And at the beginning of, I would look back at my journals and at the beginning of all my journals as a young adult, it would always start with, I'm so sorry. Like that was the first line of every page when I would go back and look at it. And it would be because days would have gone by or possibly even weeks would have gone by and I hadn't quote met with God. And so I would say for a long time, I hated this subject because I always felt like I was failing Mm. in this subject. I felt like I, there was a mark and I wasn't hitting it. And therefore every time I came into God's presence, apparently in my journal, I felt guilty and I felt ashamed. And that's how I started every minute that I would begin to pray with God. I totally resonate with that. Like I just said, I minored in prayer. So that, that guilt that you felt like I can totally, I can look back and I'm like, I, I feel that. So if you and I have felt it, I would imagine that, I don't know if you've anyone honest enough to say, yeah, I've felt that guilt before. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people. Which let's go into that for a minute. Yeah. Because I'm really good at hijacking interviews. I'm going to warn TA. Is this the first time you've interviewed me? It is. You watch out. Let's go. Um, Might be the last. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. See where we're going to go. So what I, here's, here's what I want to say about that is how miserable to get in anybody's presence you feel guilty with. Like you don't want, you don't desire to go in. If you're, if you have a difficult relationship with your dad, if you think about that relationship and you feel like whenever you're around him, he's being critical or you feel like he's, um, you know, he's disappointed in you, you probably don't see your dad a lot. You probably don't pick up the phone and call him a lot. You probably don't want to be with him. That's just human nature. So let me just give you kind of a little compassion for that that many of you raised your hands and said that you feel guilty about your prayer life, that you feel guilty with God that's really hard because that then is not the person that you want to go to. And I would say, looking back, at that time in my life, I didn't go to God a lot. The reason I was usually apologizing is because a week or weeks had gone by and I hadn't even talked to him. 
My prayer life, I'll fast forward and then we'll, we'll fill in. My prayer life now, and this is what I'm gonna advocate for you, it is completely different than journaling. And I'm not saying you shouldn't journal and I'm not saying you shouldn't spend concentrated time in prayer. But my prayer life is constant. It is very rarely me on my knees for an hour. It is most often as I am going every minute throughout the day. Why? Because I really like God. <laughs> I really like him. And I feel like he's with me all the time. And I also feel like I am missing 99% of what is happening around me if I am not asking him what is happening around me. Mm -hmm. And so there is just a constant, Lord, what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to say here? God, what, what do you want me to know about what was just said to me? How do you want me to react here? There is a constant conversation with God going through my mind all the time. Now, here's the thing about living that way is it's just a little crazy. It really is. If you really pray without ceasing, if you really are just God constantly, I'm with you, I, I know you're here, what do you want me to know? You are going through life a little bit, either talking to yourself or talking to somebody invisible. I say that, it, it should be obvious, but some of y'all just went like, yeah, huh, I hadn't thought about that. I say that because I think as Christians, we don't talk enough about how absolutely crazy we are. Like how odd all of this is. Like I hate talking about prayer and I rarely do it. One of the reasons I don't do it is because of the verse that says, don't be like the hypocrites that stand up and, and pray. But also I think talk about prayer. Like just don't be someone that goes boasting about it or, or talking about it. Like just do it. That's kind of what he was, his point was. So I don't know that I've ever even talked about prayer yeah. really in yeah. this deep of a way. That's one reason. The other reason is because there is nothing worse to me than thinking that prayer is boring or that prayer has to be done a certain way or that there is a script for prayer or that this, now granted, Jesus said, this is how you pray. There is just a short little script. Um, but I think the point of the script that he gave was to, to give direction and to show the things that we are to bring to him, which is everything. It's to, it's to wrestle out life with him. It is, it is the sin that we're carrying and the sin of other people. He, he built a model of just bring it all, bring it all. Bring what you need, bring what you want, bring what you're struggling with, bring it all. That's the Lord's prayer. We should, it's, outside of that, it's supposed to be a relationship. And for so long, I believe we've set prayer as this thing that we're all supposed to do. And, and I remember um, I was with a girl once and, and she was going through so much. And, and honestly, she was a girl that I was discipling. And so we met a lot. We met every week or so. And, and it was just kind of the same story every week, like the same struggles every single week. And, and so I would ask her every week, are you praying about this? And she would say, yes, I'm praying about it. And finally, I said this instead. Are you forming words to God about this? She stopped. She was like, no. So whatever her definition of prayer was, probably was more like worry. It probably was more like stewing and thinking, but it probably wasn't prayer. Yeah. And so my hope tonight is, and we're gonna go into this a little deeper, but my hope tonight is you leave tonight and you are running to your car to talk to him mm. because you're free again, because you're not so burdened and bogged down by the way your relationship has been. See, prayer is just talking to God. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. And so it's not about prayer. It's about your relationship with God. Yeah. 
It's how safe are you with him? How much do you want to share what just happened with him? How much do you want to talk to him? That's, that's, how much do you need him? In fact, that's probably the most common time I pray is when I experience that. Yeah. So one of the things that you said, and I can't remember exactly, exactly how you said it, but it's hard to be in the presence of someone you feel guilty yeah. being with. But now I hear you saying you really like God. I do. So if you're going to spend, if you're going to talk to him constantly, like you're going to have to really like him. So yeah. one of the things a common friend of ours, Doug Sherman, said to me once, and I've shared it here before, but he said your view of God determines your response to God. So yeah. you cannot, if you don't have the right view of God, it's going to be really hard to talk to him constantly. And so I yeah. think that's why Jesus tells us in the Lord's Prayer, how do we start Yes. Our father. You yeah. know, you have to have a view of God father. as father that is someone that you want to draw near to mm -hmm. regularly. So I'd love to just hear, what is your view of God? Just unpack that. Mm. When you think about, when you say, I really like him. Okay. This, is, this question is not on here. Let's go. I, I'm going to pull up a verse. I think the problem with us in prayer is that we don't believe God and we're missing the fact that this is supposed to be a supernatural exchange about supernatural things that are happening all around us. Mm. And because we look at the natural and we look at each other and we look at the problems that we're facing and we look at the lack of our lives and we look at what we don't have that we wish we had, because we're looking at the natural, we miss the whole purpose of prayer, that it is supposed to be about things that our holy other that we, we can't even imagine that are happening all around us all the time. And this makes me think of Luke. In Luke 10, Jesus has sent out the disciples for the first time and he's, and he's said, hey, I want you to go and I want you to heal and I want you to preach and I want you to do this in pairs around everywhere and here's how I want you to do it. And it's a fascinating passage because he goes into basically discipleship. Like This is how you're gonna go out and do the mission of God. This is how you're gonna go out and do my work. He's preparing them and they come back and this is what they say. There were 72 of them and they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. That is the power that you have with God. The reason you don't pray is you don't believe that powerful things can happen through you and around you. You're bored. You're bored with God. We get bored with what he thinks he has for us and, and what he wants from us. And so we miss the super, we miss all of the exciting stuff that actually could be happening if we would just say, hey God, what do you want me to make of this? What are you doing here? How do I enter this situation? And let me tell you how it works, the exchange. It is not what you think. It's things like turning the other cheek instead of having the last word. It's, it's these ways that are so mysterious, but yet through those ways, God changes the world. But because we don't, believe that prayer changes anything, doesn't change us, it doesn't change the world, all of it's hopeless, then we don't ask for anything to change. And so we live bored and stuck and apathetic and we don't know why. And I guess I wanna get to the heart of why we don't pray because I think that if you did pray, you'd love praying and it wouldn't be a problem. 
because you'd watch God move around you. I mean, this is, that's me. When I was thinking on the way here, I was like, how do I even put into words how I view God and why I love prayer? Because it's the most exciting thing in the world to work with God. It changes every conversation. It changes every room. It changes every assignment that God has put in your life. It changes absolutely everything. And so all of a sudden, what was completely mundane is the most exciting thing in the world because now you are working with God for eternal purposes in the midst of the mundane. And so when you start asking him to show up, to asking him to move, asking him to help your friend, he starts moving, helping, showing up. Amazing. Now, it doesn't always feel like you thought it would because he, I've got another verse for this. It's real simple and it's horrible. Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Dang it. It doesn't, it just doesn't fit in our box. It doesn't go how we want it to go. And so when you let go of how you want it to go, which is called surrender, when you let go of that and you start to pray, those two things together, you will start to see what I'm talking about. You will start to watch the Holy Spirit move and lead and do things that you never saw coming. And life goes from very apathetic and boring to mind-blowingly crazy awesome. And and no, not every minute of every day, but kind of. And yeah. even, even suffering, like I think, about, I think about suffering because that's another reason I think people don't pray. I feel like y'all should tell me why you don't pray. Will y'all tell me? Just yell it out. What, what's the barrier? We all have one. What's the barrier? Good. Shame. Pride. Busy. Doubt. Doing it wrong. Apathy. Sin. What sin? Just kidding. <laughs> different, different talk. <laughs> frustration. Why frustration? Where are you, buddy? Let's give this guy a mic. Yeah, come here. Yep. Where's our microphone over here? Let's make this thing real. Uh, so I'm kind of in a season currently where uh, God's literally stripping down all of the idols in my life. Wow, my heart's palpitating right now. Um, where he took my job, my car, everything that you know I found my value in and my identity in. And uh, he literally said, I have all you have left. And um, I'm actually going into a mission trip in this upcoming week. And um, I'm literally saying, God, use me as you wish. Like, I have nothing else but you. You know, take, here's my heart, you know, use it on, it's an undivided, you know, vessel. And so it's frustrating because some days are mundane and not every day is, uh, it's a roller coaster of emotions. There's ups and downs. And I kind of always wish that I was just on the top of, you know, like a mountain, you know, like with Moses and Mount Sinai, just in the presence of God, just captivated in his uh, presence. But it's not always like that. So it's frustrating because you're kind of going through this, this, again, this roller coaster, and it's, I mean, now I'm just repeating myself, but it's frustrating. All right, what's your name? Josh. Josh. Thanks for being so honest. That was amazing. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but we're not done. So you just said something profound that I think all of us hear feel I would didn't a lot of people relate to what he was saying it just feels frustrating it feels like you've taken things from me I would pray but I may not get it back and how how do I do in a relationship where I'm asking you for things I need that I want that it's not going at all how I want it to go right 
Yeah, I'm also praying for relationships, so God, pull yeah. through. <laughs> so, some girl is going B-Lion. Yeah, he's, it all starts tonight. <laughs> God knows why he led me here, so. So, that prayer is going to get answered. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, here's what I would say, is there's a part of you, there's a part of you, that trusts God and loves him. That's why you're going on a mission trip. That's why you're, you're here. That's why you're, you're still in. And then there's another part of you that what? Feels? Just full of hope. I mean. Like, no, the bad part. Oh, the bad part. <laughs> Frustrated, yeah. I want you to even, are you mad? I'd be mad. Yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. I mean, I literally shake my head, like my fist at God and say, like, why? This is so unjust. I'm not a perfect person, but like, why are you taking everything from me? And then the more I just came in the presence of God, I realized, like, I have no room to say anything. Like, wait, why wait, do no, I no, have the see, you're moving to the other part really oh, okay, fast. Sorry. I was loving the first part. I, I want you to keep going on the anger because that's real. Yeah. And I think we are afraid to say that to God. And the reason we're ashamed is because we feel it, but we don't think we can say it. You don't think I can shake my hand at God and still trust him and still be a godly person. Like how quick were you to go, but I know I, I don't deserve anything. I mean, we all have the but, da 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 Y'all, the but's true, right? The but is, it's not that the but's wrong. It's that we aren't comfortable sitting in the anger and God is perfectly comfortable sitting with you and your anger. That's good. He's, he's perfectly comfortable. Yep. He's not mad back. He's not sad. You know what he loves? The same thing I love when my kid opens up to me and gets in the car and is raging mad because I'm not going to let him do the thing he wants me to do. And he's mad at me about it. And he's telling me why. And he's saying, you know what I wanted today, mom? I just want to see my girlfriend at the YMCA. <laughs> so what I wanted, you're in my way. Buddy, you know what? That is, of course you do. Of course you do. But you really might go kiss her somewhere in that YMCA, so you're not going. But, <laughs> but of course you want to go. And of course you're mad at me who's in between the thing that you want. And, and I get it. And I, I think as parents, so often we have um, had parents that have made us feel bad for the things that we feel, hmm. rather than say, you know what? This is really hard. This is not how it should be. And I'm sorry. And I love you. And you, we can sit here and you can shake your fist because you're right, I have all the power and you don't. And it just is the safest place we could be yeah. because he can handle it. Mm. And I'm not just saying that because I've experienced that. The Bible is clear. David was a man after God's own heart and he brought it all. Yeah. Okay, you can, you were amazing. I'm so glad for you. Thank you. You're crazy if y'all don't just go up and say hey tonight, you girls. Just say hey. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, I just think it's complicated. I think we are more complicated than we want to admit. And we think being godly is saying all the right things and doing all the right things, but being godly, a man after God's own heart, is being near and with God. And that is a very different kind of relationship than thank you, God, for everything, even though it all sucks. Sorry if that's a cuss word to you. Sometimes, let's just be real, I could have used a way worse one. Hey, this, that was me today. Yeah. Like, I was, we had a really tough day in our household. Like, there was something my wife and I, we are praying for, for one of our kids, and it didn't happen. And my, the words out of my mouth to my wife today, standing in the kitchen, were, I do not want to know why God did not answer it. It would have been so easy for him to just do it. And I was frustrated. And then at the, at the, in the same day, I'm thinking Psalm 34, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Like I can hold that tension yes. that I'm frustrated and he is still good and he's worthy of praise. And it feels real. Like it would be inauthentic for me to get up here and not battle that frustration. I don't know where we picked up that we have to be one thing. We can be a lot of things. Yeah. We can be sad and grateful at the same time. We can be disappointed and happy about a lot of parts of our life at the same time. Yep. And God knows that. He built us that way. Yeah. But we do tend to think we, we are working so hard. There's a part of our minds that is working so hard to not feel the things we th- shouldn't feel. It's judging all of the anger, all of the frustration, all of the pride, all of the things. That part of your brain is just, it's an overdrive. It's just, you shouldn't think that. You yeah. shouldn't feel that. No. Y'all hear what I'm saying. I, I just think we're playing games. And that's what I, yep. I, I think is exhausting that's for right. you. God's okay. You know what? God is even compassionate with your games you're playing about prayer. You know what he does? This is so cute. You're sitting there ashamed, so you don't go to him. And you know what he does? Dang it. Not because he's mad or disappointed, because he likes you and he has plans for you and he wants to walk with you in your day and he wants to help you with what you're dealing with and he wants to be in it with you. It's a dang it like I would feel if my kids never told me anything, right? It's I want to be in the mess with you. Am I ever, sometimes as a human, I might judge it and your dad might have and that is how you are viewing God. But our God says, I want to be in it with you. Because we think we have to make ourselves right before God and we don't understand the doctrine of sanctification. And some of you are going, I don't even know if I believe in God. Let's more or less, let's talk about big words like that. But, but it's an important thing to believe because the doctrine of sanctification is believing that not only does God draw you to himself to know him, but he also changes your life as you go. Yeah. And if you believe that, then walking with him is the way it happens. So when it's broken, you go to him. When you're sad, you go to him. When you're mad, you go to him. When you're mad at him, you go to him. Like that's how it's supposed to go. And as you go with him, the more he gives you insight, he gives you vision, he gives you perspective, he gives you hope, he gives you self-control, he gives you joy, he gives you friends, he gives you community, he gives you people that make you better, he gives you more of his word and reminds you of it. That is how it goes, but it doesn't go that way if you don't go to him. It's good. If you don't form words to him.
summer is in full swing and we're spending more time outside at the pool in the sunshine and I don't know if I've ever said this to you guys before but we are really selective with who we partner with because we want to be able to use it ourselves actually use it love it before we tell you and I have been wearing Kosas now I'm really picky about my skincare and my makeup I like it to be lightweight easy to put on not 10 steps to put your makeup on every day and Kosas is like the perfect combination of skincare and makeup. And we are teaming up with Kosas, and right now, Kosas is offering you guys 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more when you go to kosas.com slash made for this. So my easy go-to routine is first, I do the Glow IV, which is kind of adds that like just highlighter, dewy finish to your skin. Then I put on their Dream Beam SPF, a little bit of revealer concealer underneath my eyes, around my nose and my chin. And then I finish it off with the setting powder, the brows with the brow pencil and their lip oil. And it's done, like that's it. And it is. it looks fresh, it looks like my skin and it wears all day long without creasing. Kosas makes clean makeup for skincare freaks like me. It's true. They have over a thousand five-star reviews and they're one of the top selling brands at Sephora. So don't choose between wearing great makeup and taking care of your skin. Right now, Kosas is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more when you go to kosas.com slash made for this. Go to kosas.com slash made for this for 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more plus free shipping. Jenny, you were talking about your own prayer life and you just said, I'm praying constantly. Yeah. Okay. That's biblical. That's First Thessalonians 5, which says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So to pray without ceasing, the verse would say, is God's will for you. So help us get there. Like what, how, how do we take steps with that? I kind of want to do another analogy with someone because I think this is, it's so much more easily worked out if, so somebody just volunteer. Okay, you. We have a microphone for you. Um, Okay, what's your name? Paige. Paige. Let's work this out together because I think sometimes me just telling you the answer is, is, you'll forget it, but I bet everyone will remember you, Paige. Okay, so Paige, stand up. Okay. When's the last time you talked to God and you got to be honest? I'm trusting like you have a sweet face. You're going to be honest. Okay. Probably like this morning. Okay. What'd you say? I would just say, I always say I'm how grateful I am every morning. And I list like what exactly I'm grateful for. Good. Awesome. So since then, today, what's happened in your life? Work, just at home, gym. Was there anything bad that happened today? Uh... My dogs annoyed me. <laughs> Your dog annoyed yeah. you. That's a good day. Yeah, but it's I'm gonna a good call day. <laughs> that. It's probably everything was good. Yeah, great day. Okay, so you weren't frustrated with anybody? Um, no. Bored? No. You no. are really happy and grateful. Yeah. Sit down. You're out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I see hat right there. Yes, you're up. I'm trusting you see where this is going, and you are going to be a troubled soul. <laughs> But, but, uh. but I, hey, hey, do not miss what just happened with Paige. What does Paige do every morning? And what does she, how does she pray? With gratitude. Yeah. And the biggest frustration of her day was her dog. 
And I'm not saying that's every day, Paige, because I'm quite sure you have had bigger problems in the last few months. But life sure does feel a lot more manageable and doable, whatever frustrations probably were in your life today, if we are grateful. Okay, what's your name? Uh, my name's Elvis. Elvis? Like Presley. Yes, ma'am. Nice. <laughs> okay, Elvis. So when's the last time you talked to God? You're wearing a cross. It was probably oh, yeah. recently. Um, it was this morning. Um, I actually drove from college this morning to be here. Awesome. So, what college? Um, Texas A&M International University. It's about seven hours south in Laredo. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I pray I got up at 545 this morning. I'm like, God, just give me a safe journey, make it smooth. Hopefully I don't get mad at traffic and hopefully we can make it on time. And I did. And you did it. Okay. So I want you to describe just in general how your prayer life goes. Like what's... Um, a lot of times I tend to get frustrated and lost. Um, there have been a, a lot of instances in my life where I've been scared, um, dealt with a lot of illness, not with just me, with my family. And a lot of times I also feel frustrated that I don't find a solution for things like that that it leads me on a weird journey and it's, it never ends up how I want. And that tends to frustrate me because, I mean, obviously I, I, sometimes, a lot of times I wanna be in control and when it is out of my control, it scares me and freaks me out. Play along with me here. Okay. <laughs> Why? I, I like to be in control of like my life and my Why situations. Why are you scared? Because I don't want it to end, out, end up bad. You don't want it to end up bad. Right. Why? Deep questions. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one to answer because I, I want it to go my way. Like, I don't want it to end up bad because I want the best for myself. And if I don't feel so that... So what happens if it all goes bad? It's gone bad for you already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you said it, not me. Nope, nope. <laughs> you, you are very right. You are very right. So, um, dang, that's a good question. It, it's just, I feel like whenever it goes bad, I get pulled away from God. It pulls you away from God? Right. Why? Because I feel like whenever I'm not at my best, I feel like I'm not closest with God. Like I've had a situation with ex-girlfriends where I feel like I've done, made some poor decisions and it's pulled me away from God. And like, I pray like, God, please let this not go bad. Never does. And so I'm like, God, let this go smooth. Let us both be happy. And a lot of times it doesn't end up that way. And I don't like that. Okay. So to your question, I'm going to let you sit down. Okay. That was actually super helpful. Because I think hearing how other people pray and what they struggle with is so interesting. Because we all are struggling with this. Why? What I said about the devil, if we have all the authority and power and all of that authority and power is accessed through a relationship with God, which means through prayer, then the enemy hates prayer. The enemy hates it. He wants us to not be in relationship with God. He wants to destroy, kill our relationship with God. And so if that is what you feel every time that you go through suffering is that you get further from God, that you fall away from God, then you're going to dread it. You're gonna feel like, I will be alone, I will be isolated, I will be abandoned, and I'm gonna to have to deal with this myself, and I'm gonna to have to fix this. But that's not a true narrative, you know that. You know the narrative, the narrative is Romans, the narrative is that when, blessed are those who suffer, blessed are those who mourn, the narrative is that when we suffer, we actually are building hope, and hope is building all of these other beautiful things in our life, and so we want, in a weird way, to suffer. So we're not really so afraid of it, it's just, we're afraid of being abandoned and left in it. And God says, I'll draw nearer to you in it. 
I will walk closer in the valley of the shadow of death. And so don't fear anything because I will do it with you. But the way we access him is to talk to him and to not miss it. And so to your question, how do you do this right now? How do y'all go out of here and just talk to him? It is as messy as it sounds. It is as messy as it sounds. I think you say on the way out, God, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me know how to do this? And then when you get in the car, you go, okay, God, I'm going home and I'm gonna be tempted by blank. Help me with it. Or God, you get in the car and say, God, I am so disappointed in you and that is why I'm not talking to you and I need you to change the way I feel about you. Or God, my parent that is so horrible to me, I'm supposed to love them and I can't and I need you to help me. It is Mother's Day and I don't know what to do. Instead of just and only, thank you, God, keep me safe. All the messy parts, all the hard parts, he is waiting. He is waiting like I am in my car when I pick up my kid. I am waiting for the messy parts. Why? Because I can help with the messy parts. I may not give him the answer that he wants, but I will be in it with him. And we will go get Chick-fil-A instead of go to the Y because I like it. Uh, do you hear from God? Yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble. Yes, I hear from God, but it's not like you think, it's not a voice. I just know, I ask him, what do you want me to do here? And I know what to do. And, I, and, I, and back to your, to your fear, if you give up control of your life, this is the key, guys. If you say, you know what? If I never get married, if I never ever get to do something important that that matters, if I never get to be in right relationship with my parents again, if I never get to that job that I am aspiring to, if I never get in that school that I want, I'm okay. I want you and I want what you have for me. And when you live that, when that is a sincere desire of your heart and it takes prayer to get there, it takes God helping us move to that, then what happens next is yes, God starts speaking, but he doesn't compete. He doesn't compete. When you don't know what to do, start with God, is there anything that I love more than you? And if there is, you confess it and let go of it and say, God, here it is. I'll probably have to give it to you again next hour, but, but here it is. Yeah. And then he gets loud. And, and I don't mean his voice, I just mean his direction. You know what to do, you know what to say, you know how to fight your sin, you know who to tell, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yep. <laughs> and you don't know perfectly. It's always kind of just a think, this is what God wants. But there's a lot of confidence that comes as you surrender and he knows that you're gonna obey. Yep. God loves to speak to people that are gonna obey. Yeah. Jenny, I'm putting you on the spot, but before I ever knew you, I don't know if I was reading your book, Nothing to Prove, or it was something that I heard you say at some point, but you were talking about a prayer that you and Zach prayed that really led to where you are now. And I just feel like that yeah. prayer needs to be shared. Yeah. With so we were, we had young kids and he was a pastor at the time and we were reading the blog of a girl named Katie Davis who lived in um, Africa and she was a little younger than me and had adopted multiple kids off the streets of Uganda and left her kind of suburban Nashville life and surrendered to God and was living in a really radical way. 
And I read her words and I read her blog and I just wanted what she had. I wanted to follow God like that. I wanted to surrender to God like that. And so I remember that night I stayed up to like 1 a.m. reading her her blog on, on my bathroom floor because I didn't want to keep Zach up. And, and I just remember turning over on my cold bathroom floor and saying, Lord, I will do anything you want. We will do anything you want. And immediately, clear idol, idols came to mind. Of, of I had largely held back from the things that I knew God wanted me to do, the gifts that I knew he wanted me to use because I cared a lot what people thought. That was the first thing that was really clear to me that God, I believe God made clear to me that night. And there were several others. I loved comfort. I loved approval. I love all the things we all love, right? I loved it all. And I wanted it more. And I had been living for it. And when God brought to mind things I should do or things um, that he wanted for me, I would push it away out of approval or comfort or control. And so we just begin to pray, God, we want you more than comfort and control and approval. And what's awful and wonderful is we lost a lot of those things when we prayed that prayer. We've lost all of those things almost um, every day of our lives because we pray that prayer consistently. And we still pray that prayer and we keep losing those things. And it's the best life you could possibly imagine. You don't really want those things. They don't build incredible lives. They don't build lives that will matter for eternity. They build comfortable, approved of, in control lives. (laughs) And... Do you want that? You just have to choose. Yeah. Like that's, that's your choice. Every, every one of us gets to choose. Do you want a comfortable, in control life full of approval or do you want to follow God? Yeah. And when you want to follow God and you say, I will let go of those things, you will lose those things. Mm. You'll lose them all. And it's, I highly recommend it. Yeah. The hardest parts of my life that have come from that prayer are the best parts of my life. But the way we get there yeah. is surrender. And so, yeah, we prayed that prayer. And there have been days, just really candidly, because of the things God has brought into our life, because of that surrender, that I have, I've, I've wanted a different way. I've wanted the control back. I've wanted the approval back. Yeah. But I would not trade it. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. Jenny, will you finish just by sharing the gospel with our friends tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel especially tender to any of you that are watching or listening that that don't know Jesus. We're talking about a really intimate relationship with an invisible God. And I just wanna say, yeah, that, that's hard to get our, your head around. And I think that the fact that that is hard for you to get your head around is okay. I have loved him a long time and it still kind of blows my mind. The scripture says that we enter into the throne room of God when we pray. And, and yet it's true, he's real. He's not a myth and he loves you and he likes you and he wants a relationship with you. This wasn't an obligatory relationship that he, he stepped into. He, he chose to create you and he chose to rescue you and he chose to begin a relationship with you if you want it. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm talking to some of you that, that maybe don't have that relationship yet and you've never had that relationship. But I also am thinking of all of you that haven't prayed in a really long time, if you're honest. And that relationship has really gotten boring and cold and distant. And uh, all of us, he says, come, come back, kid, <laughs> come back. I love you. 
I'm so happy that you're popping in my car, telling me all your drama from school. I want to hear it all. I want to know you. I want to be with you. I want to hear it all. And I want to walk with you in it because I made you. And the story of the gospel, if you've never heard it, is really extra crazy. It's that God, Father, Son, Spirit decided before time to create us and that we would mess it up, but he would get us back. And it would be costly. It would be so costly. And so Jesus came as a baby and he grew up and he showed us how much God likes us and loves us, how much he wants a relationship with us. He, he loved people. He loved them and he liked them and he healed them and he cared for them. And then he died for him. He died for us. He died for you. He died for me. Because all of us have sinned. Not one of us have been righteous. Not one of us have done what we need to do to be with God forever. And so, so Jesus was the perfect one and he died on a cross for you. And all those sins and all those mistakes. And, and the cool thing is, he rose from the grave to show he has power over death, that death would not hold him and death will not hold you. For those who believe in Jesus Christ, they will spend eternity with God. It's the greatest story that has ever been told. And it was true and real and happened. And so we get God. We get God. All of us that are sinners, all of us that don't deserve God, we get God. If you want him, if you choose him, you get him. And the way you do that is you tell him, you pray. Say, God, I want a relationship with you. I believe you did that for me. And so we're gonna do that. We are gonna pray. We're gonna pray. And if this is the first time that you have ever trusted him, that you're coming into a relationship with him for the first time, all you have to do is pray with me. Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. I put my faith, my hope in you as my Lord and Savior. And I wanna follow you. I wanna talk to you. I wanna walk with you. And when I don't, help me, keep me, and he will. And for the rest of us that have known Jesus, maybe for a long time, maybe for years and years, maybe so long that we've forgotten how good it is, we get to also say, Jesus, you're my God. I love you and I want to be close to you. And I wanna to talk to you again. And I'm sorry, I've been far away, but I'm not gonna let shame and guilt keep me away. Because I need you. I need you and I want, I wanna be right with you. I want to be close to you. So help me, show me. I think it's even fair, guys. I mean, just to even model this for you, like the thing I wanna say to you, God, right now is show up for them. Like show up for them, show up for them in their desperation, show up for them in their anxiety, show up for them in their broken struggles with sin, show up for them as their desires are unmet. God, show up for them and show up for them in a way that astounds them, that blows their mind, that is bigger and better than they thought. 
And we know you show up for us every day in a million ways, your word and, and, and you show up for us. I know, I know all the right answers, God, but I'm asking you in your spirit to just tonight, as they go to bed, every person listening to my voice, would they encounter you in a fresh way? Because you're real. You're not pretend we don't speak to the air. We speak to the living God with the power and authority over the darkness. So God help us believe again. In Jesus' name, amen. I almost forgot to tell you guys, Jenny has a YouTube channel. Our team is constantly updating it and adding new videos every single week including this episode on prayer. So you can use the playlist on YouTube to listen to all the episodes from the podcast, but then you also can go on YouTube and find a ton of videos and things on YouTube that aren't anywhere else. So go check it out. Search Jenny Allen in your YouTube search bar and click subscribe to make sure you get all the videos as they're updated. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made For This Podcast. Podcast.